Stephen Cluxton is on the pitch. He is togged out for Dublin. Are you sure he's not a mascot, Joe? I am 100% sure he's not a mascot. Stephen Cluxton is part of the Dublin panel today. I'm surprised as anyone, Joe. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Tommy Rooney, good morning to you. Morning, Jerry. Morning, Shane. How are things? What do you really think about Stephen Cluxton coming back? Oh, I'm, I'm here in the fence. I have a, I have a thorn here on my, on my quad. Get off it! Come on, sitting. I'm on, I'm on a fence, not a perch, Shane. It's a fence. Um, look, there's two sides to it, in my opinion. I happen to be. I was definitely one of the first people who wasn't at the game who got who got this information sent to them. Jim McEnany, a former loud footballer, tagged me in a tweet. I was in the middle of my writing my Sligo Leitrim halftime report. And I just went, WTF, <laughs> Cluxton is back in the press box. And everyone around me was like, what? What are you talking about? Um, and it was split. Press box was split. Heard Joe on with Paddy Andrews, his Chris Kamara moment, the moment that might make him as a pundit. And uh, I think Paddy's instant reaction was that Joe was joking. And then he realized that he was talking to Joe and that Joe wouldn't make light of such matters, you know? So... Um, I thought it was interesting listening to James and Paddy. The comments are definitely split. Quite a polarizing topic, you could say. But I, I don't know. There's two sides to it. He's obviously one of the most. Actually, I'm going to say he's one of the most inspiring leaders. But I have no idea what his leadership is like because you know so little about him. But well, like, we've, we've, we've parked that for a second. We've, we've a 41 year old come back after two and a half years. To me, I don't know. Go on, say it. Smacks of desperation, Tommy. Go on. Well, no, what, I didn't say that. No, that's, that's, I, what, that's I, what James was saying. Yeah, I, I, I fail to see a negative of this. Like you, you have someone like Stephen Cluxton, as as uh, Paddy said there, who makes himself available to Desi. And what's what's Desi Farrell going to say? Like that's, 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 that's not how it works. That's not like he, he's not like here. Doesn't want to come back. They have to reach out to him and they say have to both want it. Well, they have to reach out to him and say we have a crisis here. Can you help us out? And he's like, yeah, no problems. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of things. Um, that that footage from the Dublin dressing room that was that was from last weekend, was it? That is, is on like a quarter of a million views. Have, have you seen this? It's like the, the la- running out of the dressing room. No, no. There's um, the lads are singing in the dressing room, and Cluxon's uh, in the background, just going about his business, ignoring the music. Have you seen that? You haven't seen this video? It's um, that one. There's a Cormac Costello well, one, no, and uh, it's Costello and Fenton, and there's some kind of uh, loud music being played, and they're 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 happy in the aftermath of victory, and Cluxon uh, is managing to somehow ignore this going on in the background it's just like a very interesting team dynamic um, you know okay. well, a- what's happened to me while you're on air there I'm going to try and see if it's from the recent or not my yeah. point my point is, is largely Shane's point as well that there's a goalkeeping crisis Desi Farrell Dubs TV released their post-match um, goalkeeping crisis David O'Hannon's been exceptional mm. sorry hang on a second let me finish just let me finish right Dubs TV released their footage of the interview with Desi Farrell in the aftermath of the game at the weekend and he said uh, Evan Comerford is working his way back. He hasn't played any football this year and he's working his way back and we expect him to be back later in the championship. So who's the backup? If there's a black card, a red card or an injury. So Evan Comerford, who they, I think is their actual starting goalkeeper, right? Um, they have an exceptional goalkeeper who's played really well. But you can't have one goalkeeper going into the championship. That's like, that is rule 101. Mm. And and we see goalkeepers getting black carded 
or sent off much more than we used to, everybody has a backup goalkeeper. So there's an absolute crisis. Where like I think they have Michael Shield, who's played in All-Ireland Club Finals and potentially hasn't hit the standards that Dave Rohanan and Evan Cumber hit when he stepped in, but he is he like he's essentially their backup goalkeeper. Like, but now Cluxon's their backup goalkeeper. Do you feel better as a manager? Absolutely. And I, again, I I'm only trying to give both sides of the coin here. Like, there is a couple of questions, right? And the fact that it was kept a secret. And Desi saying he was back training for a couple of weeks. That's not possible. It's remarkable in this There's no way age. he was back. There's no way. No, I'm sorry. I, initially, I was like, okay, that's amazing. Fair play to him. There's no way he was back for a couple of weeks. That, that stuff doesn't stay a secret for a couple of weeks. You might get a week of keeping that in-house. So this came together very, very quickly, I'd say. There's no way he, he was back a couple of weeks. And I am speculating there. But I just don't see how that's possible to keep that under wraps. They're not training inside. Um, it's funny how he played against a Mead development team in a, a challenge match and it's on the back page of the Indo this morning so you know yeah, certainly that was in Galleons, wasn't it? He's, he's pretty high profile and so if he, if he was okay. rocking up to, uh, to training people wouldn't notice I, either way I, I, I like there's, this is a, an, uh, this is not somebody who's going to play significant championship minutes unless there is an injury to the first choice goalkeeper he's not coming in to be first choice there's no way he's coming in to be first choice they're not parachuting him back madness. into the team Philly McMahon on the Indo podcast was saying to start him. Start him this weekend. But sure, of course he's going like, to say that they're like he's he's a he has soldiered with him forever. All the former players they, all think that their 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 teammates are still as good as they were at the absolute peak. If Bernard Brogan was to come back and do a few training sessions, they'd be like, oh, stick him in the team. But actually, you the, have to. the moment has passed. No, you have to put him in the team. You absolutely the, do not put I'm him sorry, in the team. If, he is if, not if, getting in the team. If he, if he is as good a goalkeeper as he was two years ago when he left, two years ago when he left. You have to start Stephen Cluxton, don't you? I agree with you, Tommy. David O'Hanlon has been brilliant, and his kickout stats have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's he's got better actually each game. But Stephen Cluxton is Stephen Cluxton. You put him in the team, like he's not he's not there as a leadership. Like, oh yeah, he's going to sit in the bench and inspire all the younger players around him. Screw that! You inspire players by being the starting goalkeeper, playing the big matches for Dublin. If I'm Desi Farrell, I'm, I'm starting him in the Division Two League Final next weekend. No. Like I, I know he won't. I know he won't. But it's not the right thing to do on any level because it, it completely undermines. It's totally unfair on David O'Hanlon. I get that, but, but, it, but it's not. It's not just sport unfair. Is unfair. Life is unfair. But it's not. It's the wrong thing to do. Why like, it's the wrong thing to do? When was the last time he played football at this level? It's such. It's such a long period ago. A couple of years there's, ago. And so there's no way he's still the same player. And if he is the same player, that that can emerge over the next five, six, seven weeks. And at that point, you've got a competition. He's not a mobile. He's not a Rory Began or an Ethan Rafferty. He's not. He's well, he does Morgan. play outfield for us. He does. Club. He does exactly. Yeah. So he's a re- he has relative level of fitness, but he's not a goalkeeper. Than, you know, I'm sure his well, reflexes and skills are still honed. He maybe isn't as good as he was two years ago, but he can't be far off. I, well, he could be far off. We don't know. And here's the other thing. The, the team is, is rounding into something. So all you're doing here is giving yourself an insurance policy. If he plays significant minutes, I will be shocked. Like, legitimately shocked. So would I. That, if he starts and, and there's, okay, no, and there's no other injuries. I think. Can, I, can, can we just, now, before we go move on from this, like, there are unanswered questions about why Stephen Cluxon stepped away two and a half years ago. Sure, it's part of his personality, but that leaves it open to discussion. Why did he leave? Was there a problem? What were the issues? And now once he's back, why haven't Dublin been able to make up the leadership gap that was there before? They still have eight or nine generational talents. I did a piece preview in the Mead and Dublin game a couple of weeks ago. Like To say Dublin are in transition is laughable. Of the 2019 Leinster final, where Mead, or Dublin bet Mead by 19 points to four, Jim Gavin's last Leinster final, 12 players, 10 starters, Manning and McCaffrey, 
played that day. Make that 13 now. So Stephen Cluxon is back. Who's saying they're in transition? They're not in transition. They, they, like, but who's they saying it? Have. Loads of people are saying it. They were I saying don't. it when Dublin lost four games last year. They were saying it when the Dubs were stuttering I, over Kildare and Clare this year. I don't... I, I don't... I haven't heard anybody I, I would, like, consider very credible saying that they're a team in transition. They're a team coming off their peak. They're a team who are absolutely past their peak. They're no longer peak Dublin. That's different from being in transition. And they're looking for something. I don't think Cluxon's going to play significant minutes. I don't think this is that big a deal, to be honest. What I, the leadership gap, right? They have... It turns out two brilliant goalkeepers, uh, Hanlon and Comerford. Comerford's injured. The under twenty one keeper, who, or the under twenty keeper, who apparently they rate quite highly, is also it looks like injured. If you have an opportunity to bring somebody back, I, I would actually, I would say, Tommy, bringing him back answers the questions for what happened two and a half years ago. Whatever, whatever disagreement that was speculated at the time, Farrell and uh, Cluxton have obviously managed to mend bridges. Is that not the yeah. end? Is that not the end of that? Or Cluxon said, "I'm coming back," and Desi said, "Okay." I mean, I don't know about that, but we don't know. But That's like, the thing. look at I'm putting it this way: it's either a master stroke, or it's all going to blow up, you, and we won't you, know for a couple of months. In, in I'm the, leaning towards it being a master stroke. I'm just trying to put the other side of the okay. Okay, back. in that scenario where he says he's coming back, if you don't want him back, what do you say? Oh, thanks very much, but no thanks. Right? It's just, it's a really simple. I'm not simple. sure that's Desi. Sorry, how does how, I don't like? I, I'm not sure that's, that's the style. Like, so how does it blow up? How, like, what, what? How can this go wrong? Is what I'm wondering. Do you know, how can bringing Stephen Cluxton back in well backfire? If he walks, would if worry, he walks out again worry. in three or four weeks, do you know? Yeah, there, there's a we we just don't know. There's a couple of signs. Like, I would have thought that there's been times where the Dublin team have uh, dropped their armor. Uh, 2021 semi-final against Mayo Conor Callaghan is visibly frustrated with his teammates on the field that day visibly frustrated with the style of play obviously so little gets out from the camp so we're speculating Kieran Kilkenny <laughs> that, that hand pass to Cormac Goslow at the back post why is that pass not being given if you know there's there's times where they are the greatest team with the most remarkable mentality but that has now eroded over the last couple of years and you're looking at them at times thinking that wouldn't happen in a bad club team. No, you, you know yourself, Tommy, at GA club level, any club level, that, that move, you know, where you pass the ball across when you're one-on-one one with the keeper for someone to tap it in is, is, is so well practised. Like that is one of the yeah. most obvious moves in Gaelic football. The goalkeeper can't stop it. And they had it again at the weekend against Loud. They butchered a load of goal chances when it should have slipped the ball to the to the, to the post Jim Gavin managed a group of egos incredibly well and there were so many every, like so many egos in every inter-county squad he managed them incredibly well and it's just gotten a little loose and to me I don't know but this could mark the sign of something a little more chaotic coming back okay okay that, I mean if, if, if it is chaos I, I uh, I'm looking forward to the storylines and the, the play manifesting that Connor says that's semantics let me yeah. finish this. Gavin did bring back Gavin did bring back Connolly as well. So yeah, exactly. And and anybody he needed to to do whatever he he needed to because they they decided that they were going to do whatever it took to win. Connor says that's semantics. Jerry, moving on from peak Dublin is transitionary. Whether it transitions to peak Dublin or crap Dublin, can't say they're not in transition. That's not true, Connor. Like the point about a team in transition is a quarter of the team or half the team are replaced by players who we don't know yet if they're going to be at the same level. To Tommy's point, the vast majority of their best players 
uh, from that great period will still be playing in the key moments this season. One last point on this. The key moments this season are not going to happen for Dublin until the group stages. And even then, they're more than likely going to be in a really easy group. And so there'll be one and a half matches where there will be key moments. And their key moments are actually still going to not come until an All-Ireland quarterfinal. By which stage, we'll know whether or not Cluxton is going to play significant moments, right? Yeah, and Comfort could be back by that stage. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, it's an interesting one and it's uh, given us something to talk about so yeah. we'll leave it at that yeah <laughs> uh, but James is obviously stirring he's like I can see a little something to drive a wedge in I, here I, the, the dubs another little weakness yeah, in there. it was interesting that the word the, the word directly out of Killarney was what James said but I also do think that a lot of people feel like that I, 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 I they do they do I just I don't uh, I don't see it Um. Tommy, That's okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a therapy enough. session for us. We can have opposite, we can have polar opposite views on a topic like this. Lads. Absolutely. Um, but I'm on the fence, just for direct. <laughs> all right. Okay. You're, you're, uh, you're good at that. Uh, Are we going to move on to the league final? Yeah, we, we can do. Yeah, I nearly forget. Sorry, Cluxton. Cluxton's taking all the publicity, but like Galway Mail, yeah. four o'clock. Port Joyce. I'm going to be there at four o'clock. I loved when Mayo tried to get it switched, and he's like, "Nope." I've seen, I've, I've seen Rory Armour makes the point: if David Clifford goes one on one in an All Ireland final against Dublin, he'd rather not face Cluxton. Um, I think Clifford back himself, lads. Yeah, I think uh, it, it doesn't really matter who he's gone up against. Keep it low. Is Cluxton really going to be able to get that low at forty-one years of age? I, I wonder if he's been doing his own testing and he's realised that his figures probably are still for the Stephen Cluxton he's one of the most remarkable characters we've ever seen in the game like he's definitely been doing his own training regime waiting to come back I do like wonder Stephen O'Neill like we, you mentioned on the pod like Stephen O'Neill retired with like his body in bits in January of 08 and he gets on a mountain bike and somehow builds his knee up to a stage where Mickey Hart calls him back in because of club form three weeks before the All-Ireland final and like that was deemed to be absolutely insane at the time. Three weeks before an All-Ireland final. Kerry even brought back Galvin at the same time, I think. And Stephen O'Neill was the first sub in that day. That's her own go on and win. He comes on after 20 minutes. So, this has happened before out the field too. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about Galway? And uh, so under the radar, they're yeah. now beep, beep, beeping very loudly. Everybody's like, hang on a second, this team... Um... Yeah. I think, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. And counter to what some people are saying I actually think both teams are really going to go for this and it's going to be a cracker I think both teams need to win a little bit of national silverware as much as they can Breheny has a stat in the Indo today that Mayo's record in their last 20 All-Ireland and league finals is 2 wins 2 draws 16 losses Galway's isn't much better they've won 3 out of 15 finals so these are two teams that you know can win when it comes to Connacht but when it comes to the national stage, they need to deliver. So I don't think either Joyce or Max Day are going to take a backward step. It's also very interesting to read John Fogarty's piece in The Examiner and Kieran McKeever speaking at the, the Ulster launch, Armagh coach, that there is no point really in winning the Ulster Championship anymore. Similar to what we've been saying, Jeff, for a couple of weeks, that there's actually more of a reward to lose in the provincial and get into the All-Ireland series, have those couple of weeks of a break. You know, as Brady's quote, what was it? I wouldn't take it on the ninth but if I woke up in the tent, I'd be happy enough. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I, I think the I think this league final is marginally more important than getting to a Connacht final. Um, we were talking a bit about uh, um, Kelly and how you 
play up against Clifford. Um, uh, we were talking to Ken Johnson about this, and he was making the point that's not gonna that's not gonna be how teams play against Clifford. If you're gonna be man marking Clifford, your job is to man mark Clifford and not go running forward. And he pointed to the Dublin Kerry game last year and how Dublin did a little bit of that. And what happens is the ball gets turned over and in transition it goes back into Clifford and Clifford kicks point, and you're like, oh, that's not great. So. Um, maybe teams maybe we haven't learned too much yet about how teams are going to try and lock down Clifford when it comes to again the All-Ireland quarterfinal semi-finals and finals yeah I'd, I'd say David Clifford has mastered the art of knowing when to peak and I think he'll be good to go like last year David Clifford lads must have had three different injuries across the space of the six months we didn't see David Clifford at full fitness last year we haven't seen him at full fitness so far this year so I'm not sure what the answer is yet to stop in David Clifford I think Keane's right go away if they want to get the best out of Sean Kelly, probably cannot put him on David Clifford. He, I'm not saying that he can't do it, but Kelly is so important to go away going forward as he is in defence. And he always has been that way since we started the football pod. Andy Moore picked out a young Sean Kelly at cornerback at that stage as the key to go away's attack. So, yeah, look, that's going to be a cracker. And um, it's, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing it. Like, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a really good game of football. But 1981, the last time Galway won the National League, like... For them, this is this is huge because they at least have the the ease with which they can wait until a Connacht semi final may or an action a little bit sooner. So, like everything points for me towards Galway taking this far more seriously than Mayo. I'm not saying Mayo don't want to win a, a, a national title, of yeah. course, to do. James and Paddy felt the same way in the football this week, Shane. I actually disagree. I actually think Mayo need to take it seriously. I think they need to put their foot down on the Galway throat here before they get ahead of themselves. Yeah. Mayo made the mistake in 96 and 97 of losing the Galway before there was a knockout championship in the first game in 1998 and look what happened. Galway won the All-Ireland in 98, won the All-Ireland in 01 and, you know, that momentum was lost for Mayo. So, if McStay has any bit of momentum right now and it was interesting, I, I listened to James Horn a couple of weeks ago say that you can't take the foot off the gas going into a league final. Mm. Uh, did they you not know, do we that last year? last year? And that performance last year. That, well, he was saying that they didn't and they were they were just beaten fair and square on the day. But, but they weren't just beaten, they were annihilated, right? And certainly the feeling was that that maybe in the last two league games Mayo could put the feet up a little bit and maybe that's where the momentum and the wheels came off a little bit. Like, Monaghan obviously got the benefit of it last week. Mayo made 10 changes, 10, 11 changes and Monaghan pulled off that great escape. Mm. I don't think that McStay can do that again. I don't think he can afford to do it. Momentum is such a funny thing in sport. I think he really has to go for Galway and... If you're going to meet them again in a couple of weeks, if you're going to get by Common, so what? You go for it. But there is an element of never give a sucker and even break. Like they, they have played big games uh, against Galway. The, the why was the game in Croker that time? The Connacht uh, final. Yeah, why was that in Croker? Was it? A, was there something? It was in, the, I think Mikhail Park was being re- redeveloped. There's no, I can't remember exactly. There's a couple of different reasons why it was in Croker. But was it to do with COVID? Um, I think they wanted in Croker. It was through COVID, I think. Awesome. They wanted yeah, it in Croker. Um, that was uh, um, when Shane Wallace got injured. Um, and that was basically the turning point Finner, of the game. Finner, yeah, Finnerty got injured innocuously with a clash. I remember at the time thinking, hmm, wonder how innocuous that was. Walsh got body slammed to the ground and injured. And there was definitely a feeling that Galway were coming, but Mayo bullied them. Yeah, and it was like a slight on Galway. And and if you could reassert your alpha dog status, it would be no harm doing it twice in the space of six weeks or five weeks, however long it's going to take for them to. It's even less than that, isn't it? If they were to do this, do Ross Common next week and then do them again. Three weeks. Um, Three weeks. 
that would be a big statement. And certainly that, that might be difficult to calm down the province. And, uh, and but, yeah. you know. It's the Connacht 1 2 3 in the league. So um, I think Connacht is where it's at at the moment. Yeah. I do think that Mayo and, and Galway are are absolutely flying. That's not to say that they won't get knocked down a peg or two later in the championship and it's it's very early in the year obviously, but yeah, it's it's a big one. Are we time for one more now? Yeah, go for it quick. Okay. Um I'm not sure if you heard the post match from Leitrim Sligo the last day, but Andy, Andy Moran's last yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. His last answer was I'm not going to speak for Tony McIntyre here, but Sligo have to go to Crow Park next week, and it actually helps our preparation that we've lost today. Obviously, Leach wanted to get promoted, but they lost. They then jump on a plane to London on the Thursday to play championship. It's not fair. After playing in Crow Park, they have to play on the thir- jump on the plane on the Thursday to play championship. It's not fair. It's not fair in the players for prep or for injuries. When I was in college back in the 90s, all the talking studies was about burnout, and now we're absolutely flogging our young and elite players again with games upon games. Someone has to shout stop. I hope that with the level of injuries now that Tom Parsons and these guys step up and say, we're not letting our players go through that again in 2024. Now, there might be a quick fix to this. Um, I suspect Andy might be talking a bit more that there needs to be more than a couple of weeks break and there needs to be a bit more room there. And we're seeing it with the Sigerson debate as well, that the intercounty calendar is so condensed. But you're seeing already the talk coming through that it is debt by a thousand cuts for the provincial championships. And I didn't think it would come. This quickly with this this series, I thought this was giving the provincial championships another lifeline. But Fogarty's column this morning has certainly said that the mood music around the provincials has changed. Oh, and, oh, yeah. Who would have who could have possibly predicted that, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like what we were saying a couple of weeks ago, Jer. But you know, that's certainly and Kieran McKeever from Armagh was saying the same thing today. The incentive to win the Ulster Championship no longer exists. Yeah, and you know, looking at those teams at the weekend. Leitrim and Sligo are both going to have tough games against London and New York regardless of how London's league went um, you know I'd be worried when we're hearing little from New York I know they have a couple of ex-Galway players involved um, they always have a couple of crackers up their sleeve Yeah, like for Leitrim and Sligo it's going to be a tough one it's a tough turnaround for Armagh even with two weeks um, and for Mayo particularly facing Roscommon I just think Mayo have to go for it and try and win their matches like and All if right. they get beaten and they get a couple of weeks off in Connacht they will take it alright Tommy good stuff thanks a million thanks a lot OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now